Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am your host, Jamie, and lucky for me, our host, Mark, is here with us as well. Me. I made it back. I'm not in a different state this time. Congrats. Thank you for the warm welcome. (laughs) Although, the last episode was an electrifying episode. This is a normal run-of-the-mill exciting episode. I was trying to amp people up, so I thought if maybe I told you, you should be really excited and it, that it was electrified. Oh, they should always be excited. You know, but, but well, I was by myself, well, so I was, you know, well, while we're on the topic, I've got to give, you know, my my props to my beautiful wife, who Thank was you. able to pull off a single episode by herself without me even being in the room, which was difficult as in itself. Um, my microphone is not working. We set up the entire thing, the entire area completely different now, so I have to get used to my microphone. So you might hear me adjusted from time to time, um, but welcome to the podcast, Coffee and Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. We're talking wrestling, WWE, AEW, we have the bloodline, we continue on, we have an absolute banger of a match between Adam Cole and MJF, and then at the end of the show, we're going to be talking about AEW Collision, their yeah, brand first new show. Uh, episode happened on Saturday, we were able to watch it, had to rewatch it again Sunday, because we have so much stuff going on on a Saturday, which is kind of a concern that people have brought up about Collision, but I Having things to do, but uh, before we get into all of that, let's start off with... Uh, one hell of a week from WWE. They haven't uh, really had a bad week in a while, in my no, my personal I mean, opinion. I think I, it's been very consistent, finding I, out uh, everything that's going to be happening. So sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, finding out everything that's going to be happening at Money in the Bank has been really exciting. Yes, really finally getting some that. development there. Um, SmackDown definitely taking the cake on uh, between the two shows this week. And actually pretty much every week with the Bloodline segments. Um, not a lot on Raw. For like storyline wise, uh, not that anything was. I mean, there was a lot, but nothing that was super interesting. Yeah, besides the money in the bank. Um, but yeah, we had the uh, we did have the was six team gauntlet yes match, which originally right up until SmackDown started, I swore was five. It was only five. I yeah. even we you know we retweet the graphics, which if you don't follow us at CW Wrestling Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, WhatsApp. Uh, what, what other social medias are out there? I'm sure we, <laughs> nobody's got it. We'll have to get it. Um, but of course, we're always paying attention to the cards, yeah, trying to retweet yeah. it, it was all, save it was things five, ahead of time. Because originally, I didn't see, I didn't hear the gauntlet thing, so I was like, "How are they going to do a five ta- a five team tag team match?" Oh, okay. And then I found it was a gauntlet match. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I was confused when I saw Hit Row because at first they didn't say that they were a part of it, <laughs> well, so yeah, I thought they, they were out said. there just like like taunting them or like messing with people because they didn't I even look was, like they were ready to regard, wrestle. Well, if that was the case, though, how terrible that is. You got five other tag teams in a gauntlet match and yeah. you're out there just like, meh. And I, I th- felt the same way. I thought it was going to be the same thing. Come to find out, they were just going to get shit on by Michael Cole and get stomped in, in what, point two second. In 0.2 seconds. So. I don't know what I don't know if they're intentionally burying Hit Road to give them like this valiant like Cheap pop. rise up <laughs> from, like a phoenix, you know, but it, oh, it's, I don't know about that. It's terrible. Like they, it's like ever since, uh, you know, Vince McMahon's kind of come back in the picture. It feels like Hit Row's just been absolute, just put to the wayside. Yeah. And they're just they're a cheap laugh. Point. And it's, it's, you know, personal feelings aside of them, I don't really like them. But at the same time, like 
they're obviously good enough to get on the radar of WWE or somebody in WWE. Sure. Now all of a sudden they are just the laughing stock of the tag team. When in the tag team division is not the greatest and strongest right now, and they're no. the absolute laughing no. stock. They're doing worse than the Viking Raiders, and the Viking Raiders are not doing well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one tag team that was doing a phenomenal job was the Brawling Brutes, uh, made up of Sheamus and Ridge Holland, because uh, Butch is going on to the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match in London. Yes. Yes. That'll be happening, uh, I believe it was J- July 1st. But the Brawling Brutes really uh, really had one hell of a night. They yeah, had a uh, real good showing. Eliminated almost everybody. Practically everybody except for your winners. Uh, pr- uh, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. I almost a deadly pretty. Um, I think I, this is fun. I, I'm I'm really enjoying the push that WWE is taking with their younger stars. You've I got, agree. You got Zoe Stark. You've got uh, Pretty Deadly. You've got Isladon and uh, Isladon and um, <laughs> Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Thank got, you. They have a they're, match I think on Raw this week. They're slowly like getting that like mm-hmm. boot under their ass. Even Grayson Waller's got the yeah. show. He had Charlotte on there this week. Um, and I and even I mean it's taken a while, but Veer and uh, his partner I can't remember his name off the top uh, of my head. Indy Sheer. I think is what that's Indus Share is the tag Indus team. Indus yeah. Um, but even then, they're getting kind of a, a like, okay, you know, here's some newcomers. Here's, yeah. you know, and it's nice. LA Knight, another one kind of getting put into the fold, even if he's losing too much. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see Pretty Deadly, Deadly pick this up. And then they had a good little back and forth between Sammy and KO at the end uh-huh. of it. I, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really like the match was good. Um, I still like the only thing I kind of shake my head at is the hit row involvement. Yeah, because they literally were in for two seconds, got eliminated. And then what did Michael Cole call uh, top dollar flop dollar? Flop and then that dollar, was it. And that was it. Like, Michael, <laughs> like, I don't know if they're building something up with them, but it's it's if they're not, these guys have got to be dying to get out of their contracts. If this is just them getting shit on and just not being utilized in any capacity, regardless uh-huh. of their skills, unfortunately, every time they do get a chance to showcase, they end up botching something, and it's usually top dollar. Uh-huh. I, I don't really know about Ashanti that much because it feels like a lot of the spotlight ends up going to hit to top dollar because he just does not do well in a ring. No. And no. it might be the big, it might be the big stage. It might just be him in general, but he's just not. It delivered. might be the big, uh, you know, stage. It might be one of those things that a lot of people that come up from NXT. It's not that easy just to get the get the pass, and you're automatically a star in the on the main roster either. Right. You know, I don't know how well they did in in NXT, but obviously they had something. I know Swerve was probably a big part of it. Yeah, but I can't I can't imagine Swerve was the only thing that made three other people better. I don't know. You know Swerve is that good. He is that good. <laughs> uh, we were talking about you know up and coming people. We also have Bronson Reed, who's been making a huge splash in singles competition. He's uh, went up against Rich- Ricochet this week, uh, I believe, on SmackDown, and ended up having a DQ, which doesn't happen that often. I was thinking that was on Raw, but it doesn't matter. I might be wrong. Uh, you're right; it is Raw. Uh, but Shinsuke ended up getting uh, given Ricochet a DQ. After he attacked Bronson Reed during his match, and I'm not gonna lie, and we've we've looked a little bit into uh, Ricochet's NJPW history, and he's had a storied history with Shinsuke Nakamura. Looks like they're kind of like hinting towards that. Whether uh, uh, Bronson Reed's like a part of that, or if it's just you know, we're I mean, I, well, I could see a triple threat between the three of these guys mm-hmm. at a Money in the Bank, even if it's just like an opening match. Or a pre-show match or something like that. Or Well, know. Money in the Bank, that won't work. Shinsuke and Ricochet are both in the See, Money is, in the Bank ladder match. See, this is why you're here. Because I, I'm dumb and I take a this week all off and started, I forget what happened. That's okay. Wrestling. That's okay. This all started because of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Shinsuke and 
Bronson Reed fought each other. Shinsuke won. So Bronson got thrown out of the money in the bank, uh, lost his opportunity. And that's why he's kind of wreaking havoc on on Shinsuke. That's that's what's been going on there. Well, and he's reaping, ha- reaping on, havoc on anything. Well, anything they had a DQ the week battle. before because right. uh, Ricochet fought Shinsuke and Bronson Reed came in and broke it up. Right. So it's and just been have, one of those reoccurring things. So And then we had uh, Ricochet and Shinsuke were backstage kind of like button heads. Which was interesting because you really never hear either of them talk, Ricochet well, yeah, especially. Ricochet even brings that up. He's like, you know, I'm not one to like call out, you know, shit. But if you keep getting involved in my matches, we're going to have an issue. I mean, this could be a, like these two in a match would be great. I oh, mean, yeah. It, money in the bank, regardless. I mean, just these two as a singles competition would be awesome for wwe yeah but what's nice is neither of them have to win because they can just right. continue their progress progressing their storyline right. after the money in the bank premium live event hey i said it right this time right so doesn't mean they have to win means they can have a great ba- back and forth you know during the ladder match and everything like that but which then it could develop into much more after this yeah because I mean, be... we know la knight's gonna win you think that's what you're going with? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, that's what my heart's set on. I, I really think L.A. Knight, he has been taking them hits. He's been... Yeah. I mean, he just... Kind of that story, like you said, he started from the bottom. He was doing the Max still Dupree. At the bottom. He he's was still at the bottom. Yeah. He had a chance with Bray the, Wyatt. Yeah, and that wasn't good. branded it with Mountain Dew. And, <laughs> Bitch oh, black. Man, it was bad because... It, what was really bad about that was it wasn't even like originally had like something to do with the storyline. It was... Bray was kind of beefing with, with L.A. Knight and L.A. Knight's, you know, ego was getting the best of him and, you know, making this situation worse. And it was kind of interesting. It was like, okay, like we don't know a lot about L.A. Knight per se in the uh, main roster. Bray Wyatt, this has been his like first storyline since he's been back in sure. WWE. It After kind of was, years of being gone. It was kind of tantalizing. It was like, ooh, this could be very interesting. Yep. And then like two, three weeks prior to, uh, I don't even remember the premium live event, but it was like, oh, it's a pitch black Mountain Dew match. And it was like, what in God's name is a pitch black it's, Mountain Dew match? It was like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match that they had the, yeah. the premium live event afterwards and then it was like it, the match happened and it's, oh these guys just wore you know uh, uh uv reactive yeah face paint it was, was like that, that buster rhymes video uh yeah, if it, you really want to party with me and they had, a, they had a real bad <laughs> spot with la night off the top of that whatever scaffolding. la night tried because uh uncle <sighs> howdy jumped off about three feet too far it's so bad they tried like, they tried you and know then, and then I feel like that just like cursed everything because now LA Knight's got this horrible streak. They have just make him lose in everything that he's done. Bray yep. Wyatt has he been won a match to get to the TV. money in the bank. That's good. I mean, yeah, but it's <laughs> you know that's been his first like a positive thing. So right. I would love to see LA Knight win this. Like I really like. I I think not only does he need the push, not only does he need like this win, uh-huh. but I think like because the money in the bank guy is always the guy that has like the mouth to run. Like, you have I, to. You walk up to there's champions. You just walk up to him like, hey, I could cash this in and steal this right now. Yeah, you, you just, just like it. stand on the edge of the ring like you have that intimidation. You have the charisma to kind of right. be like, oh, I might cash this in today. And they, they've made it very clear that you can go for any title. On any brand, and I right. and, and that goes for SmackDown, that goes for Raw, and I believe that goes for NXT as well. I know somebody we talked to on Twitter had an interesting perspective, and they said, uh, "What if uh, LA Knight was able to win the Money in the Bank briefcase and then cash it in on Roman that night? Because now we know That'd that Roman and." Solo Sokoa are facing the Usos. I mean, if we're gonna talk, you're gonna bring it up. We might as well just go right in and talk about it. Did, did more developments of the bloodline has now developed in, like you said, a tag team match, and we are going to see the Usos taking them on, and I'm 
I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be, you know, it's going to be a knockout drag out with, with this tag match. You've got literally all four of them family members. Right. Three of them blood, one just by cousin. Right. Which but they've blood. said, you know, in conversation that mm-hmm. you are our brother too. You right. know, they've been that close their whole life. Right. And I mean, I don't know how you have this match at Money in the Bank and not be the main event. But I feel like at Money in the Bank, you have to have the Money in the Bank match as the main event. I don't know because... Am I wrong in thinking that? Like I think so because there's a women and a men's Money in the Bank match. Right. So who do you pick to have the, the main event? No, I agree. I think that it 99.9% of the time should be the the main champion, whether it be your heavyweight champion, whether it right. be Roman on anything, it should be them doing a main event match. I, I imagine they're still going to do that as the main event match. I, just, I would think that tag match is going to be the main I, event. I kind of disagree with that, though. And it kind of goes against what I just said. I think you, you don't go with the champion. You go with the the most hype match as the main Well, event. that's why I said 99.9. Oh, okay. Okay, I understand. There are exceptions to the rules. Right. Oh, you know, oh, for sure. For there sure. are no rules. When it comes to the bloodline, that's main event. Done. Yeah. Doesn't matter who in that bloodline, you know, even though they're not really a bloodline anymore, who within that that uh, segment is a part of the premium live event. They're going to be the main event. Oh, yeah. So. So now we have the Usos will be taking on their longtime partners in crime in bloodline. Uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Who do you think is going to win this? Like, like, where do you, what do you think is going to like break down from all of this? What do I think is going to happen here? You know, I haven't put a lot of thought into it just in the regard of I'm enjoying the kind of the surprise of what's going to happen from it. Right. Um, it seems like to me, Solo is going to be doing the majority of the work on this kind of facing his brother. I don't know. I feel like maybe just another accidental super kick and and something kind of stems from that i don't really seeing it being just obviously a clean cut match no there's, there's oh gotta be there's something no, there's no way this is gonna be a clean match. no that happens happen. here obviously the ref's gonna get knocked out um some type of interference or something it's that's a lot of what's been happening lately I, nobody else is directly involved in it so it's not like i can say you know ko or sammy's gonna come down no i don't see that really happening um yeah i don't know what about you honestly i i I'm kind of hoping this is the the end of the, I guess, the crumbling of the bloodline segment. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of hoping solo. What I'm expecting is I'm expecting to the match to go exactly how everybody thinks. You've got these two, you know, feuding family, you know, Hatfield McCoys, whatever you want to call it, uh, split right down the middle. But there's one element that is different than two different tag teams wrestling each other. You have two brothers, and then you have a cousin and a brother. And I don't care how many times you say, you know, oh, you're you are our brother, you're like a brother. Blood's thicker He's than not, water, you know. Yeah, blood's thicker than water. And I think at some point, and it may not be the end of this whole bloodline storyline, but I think this is going to set the nail in the motion and or set everything in motion for Solo to start going, huh? Maybe I don't need Roman. Maybe my brothers are right. Maybe I need to take that spot. Maybe I'm the next. Yeah. You know, because the Usos have been around for a while. 
Roman's already talking about a limited schedule and, you know, moving away from wrestling a little yeah. bit more towards Solo's movies. been on every week. He's out Solo's there fighting fresh somebody, face. you know. He's fresh blood. He's yeah. even fresher than the Usos. He's oh, like, yeah. He's just been in the in the main roster for, yeah. what, a year maybe? And he's the one I've been saying for a few weeks on the podcast that I can... He's the only one I can see beating Roman right I now. Think this, I think this match... At Money in the Bank is going to be the is going to be the beginning of Solo breaking from this, and you're going to see because you've already seen little little bits of of Roman accidentally bump shoulders with with Solo, right? Or Solo, or Solo saying he's going to be with his brothers, you right? know? Right? You know, in a no matter how you cut it, and there's a little bit of there's a little bit of truth to that, and I think this sure. is going to be it. I think. I think that it's going to play out exactly how we expect it. Some bullshit's going to happen. I think the Usos are going to end up getting the win. And I think this is going to be the beginning of the end for the entire bloodline as a whole. I think this is where we start seeing Roman cracking and we start seeing... He's been, you know, I mean, like... He's got to be because you've got Paul on on the ropes because you got Jay in his head saying, if I'm in the bloodline, you're out. Right. He's holding on to all three belts. Right. Which you know damn well they gave him that single belt to get, you know, be like, hey, you know, we gave us the throne of two belts. This is ridiculous. Right. Now he's rolling with three belts. He's getting too big for his britches. Exactly. His whole foundation's crumbling. I'm running my mouth like it's no tomorrow right now. <laughs> I, I, I can see where is, you're going. I think this is yeah. where it's going. I don't know if it's going to happen this particular, you know, event. I don't know because I it's one of those the things. Of it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been the beginning of it for weeks now, though. You know, the, I think the writing that we were talking about just now has been on the on the wall for a while now of the the tiptoe of if it's going to happen. I think that if I this think, does I think happen, though, I think that's what has made this entire storyline so good. Is, yeah, is that yeah. you're always on the edge, the tiptoe. Yeah. Um, I think that if this does crumble and Solo and Roman are going to part ways, I think Solo's going to go on his own. Oh, yeah. Roman's going to be on his own. Yeah, it's not going to be the Usos be... and, and no, uh, Solo. No. It's going to be Usos do her own thing. Solo does his own thing. Sure. And then I, I, I mean, and I'd love to see, see a the face Uso... turn from the Usos. Yeah, I'd love to see them back in tag action. And honestly, I thought they were fantastic when they were faces. I was all about them when they used to paint oh, their that's faces. How they, that's how they and, got over, though. I you mean, know, I thought they were fantastic back then, too. So you've got to give them credit. They can do they can go both ways for with that yeah for sure and people love jay you know people, people I mean, love jimmy they love the usos no they, they are a tag team very reminiscent of team 3d or the dudley boys which they... i do have my new coffee mug which i'll have to put a uh, picture up on twitter i've paid way too much for this coffee mug it's great it's coffee mug i own um but you know it, it's a it's a chemistry uh, that these guys have and you know they're twin brothers so of course naturally they have a chemistry right so of course you know what he's thinking yeah there's <laughs> their their tag action is just so on point because they know each other better than anybody else right and that's how they got over as faces is they were they were just so goddamn good they did the high flying that not a lot of people were doing in t especially in tag matches you know they did the outlandish, you know, they did their their uh, Samoan war chants. Oh, when I they love came that. In. They though. had the face paint. One had this side, one had the other yeah. side. So you didn't have to worry about who's Jay, who's Jimmy. You know, their tattoos were very minimal, so it was hard to keep them. You know, to figure out who was who if you sure, weren't paying attention. Sure. You know, but they've th their development into what they've become now has been awesome it's they are one of the top tag teams in wwe in oh modern, i agree modern tag team wrestling. i agree and i'd love to see them back in tag team action without the constant roman and and solo and uh the wise man interferences and things like that letting them kind of do their own thing and see what what they can do on their own without the bloodline ties so at the beginning of raw they debuted a new belt for rhea ripley and they have finally addressed this whole 
uh, Raw on the on SmackDown and SmackDown on Raw Championship, which we've been whining about for weeks now. Um, they end up giving Rhea Ripley a new belt. It is very reminiscent of uh, Seth Rollins' new belt, but it's white instead of a black belt. Uh, and it's now the Women's World Championship. We also had Asuka on SmackDown received a new belt. And she is now the WWE Women's Champion. WWE Women's Championship. So, or champion. So it's kind of confusing because one's a world champion and the other one's the WWE Women's Champion. So I don't. This is when. It puts be- the same thing on as the heavyweight championship bigger than the undisputed championship. I mean, it, by what WWE wants you to think, by logistics, they are equal in value. Right. But a world championship was always bigger than just a championship, though. Right. And now you have the WWE champion. Right. And you have the world heavyweight champion. So it is a world championship. But I feel like I don't really know. This whole belt thing is very confusing. (laughs) I feel like I like it better, though, than just Raw or SmackDown. I, I do. But I like the simplicity of Raw and SmackDown. You have. Your wrestlers on Raw and you have your wrestlers on SmackDown and you get that belt. I, I don't know. Like to to me, it's it it makes it simple. And it when does. you have a hard brand split, like they're pretending like they have, but they don't actually have, it makes more sense. But when you start adding different names for four different titles, but they all mean the same equivalency, it doesn't really it doesn't line up unless you have like a good set of names for all four of them. And I feel like there's right. no matter what and they you do. do and no matter what you do, yeah, they do, but it, it's not like it's the men's WWE championship. I don't know. There's no women's heavyweight championship. And that Which kind is of a, a weight off. thing. I guess you're not supposed to say anything you, about what women's weight. You should have just, well, I mean, it, fucking who gives a shit? It's 2023. I mean, fuck, even fuck more sakes. so to be careful of what you say. Ah, humbug. We're all <laughs> fat and ugly anyway, so get over it. Um, but we all why are. Do we have, they are. <laughs> why do we have a heavyweight champion, world championship? Why wouldn't we just have a WWE or a world champion? Just make it simple. Why does it have to be a heavyweight? Like Seth Rollins is not a fucking heavyweight. He's not like the biggest dude. I feel like Brock Lesnar's a heavyweight. Yeah. You know, Omos is a heavyweight. Well, remember Cody gained like 20 pounds so he could be considered a heavyweight. So Cody is considered a heavyweight. <sighs> I just And he's like what, 225 or something? I mean, but then what do you do? You're going to have you're going to have see, we're getting on a tangent. So But t- now like that that honestly, that yes. made me question like does that mean Mustafa Ali can't go for the heavyweight championship because he's not a heavyweight? No, I think it's the other way around. I think if you're smaller and you go for a heavier, you can do that, but you can't. You, you won't be having like uh, Brock Lesnar can't go for the you know the light heavyweight championship that doesn't exist anymore. I was going to say, yeah, there is no light heavyweight championship. So I digress. Getting back to my original <laughs> point, you have Rhea Ripley and Asuka end up getting brand new shiny belts. Uh, looking at both of them, they look really good. Uh, I wish they would have gone a little less cliche with matching the exact same thing the, the men's have, but I guess I can't really say that point because I just bitched about the name not being the same. Right. Um, either way, these belts look really good. They do. And I don't want to get too far off again, but we're on kind of the same subjects here. I think Pretty Deadly accidentally slipped because they said that we are going to be the new 
tag uh, unified tag team champions. Yes. Which is funny. I don't know if they meant to say that or if they just knew Maybe that it was going to, to be. They're trying to drop those seeds. So you're like, oh, I remember them saying something about unified at some yeah, point. Yeah. So it sounds like they're doing the same thing with the with the men's tag team well, titles they don't as well. Have, they but they're doing it with the women's this week, too. So they don't have a strong tag division with men's. And I mean, like numbers wise be, on each individual show. So having them one single tag title between both shows makes sense, especially since you have so many belts at this point. Sure, sure. So when Oscar gets debuted her belt, music hits and Charlotte comes back from wherever the hell she's been after after losing her belt to Rhea Ripley. Okay, from last week. From Right, right. She Yeah. Um, comes out and starts cutting a promo basically stating, you know, I don't get in line. I made the I line. I made the line. And... Later on, what was it, next week or this week, she ha- she was on the Grayson Waller effect. Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, and now Bianca's coming out talking trash, saying, you know, get back in line, yada, yada. I, I know that, like, Charlotte has had trouble being pushed as a face, but I can't help to think that this is not helping at all when she just shows up and doesn't just demands her her quote unquote rightful spot as the number one contender for the belt. Just has met and hasn't been around. The last time she was, she lost, and then just rolls in and says, "You know, give me my give me my title shot." And it's, I don't know why they do that with her. Kind of icky. If you're gonna run her <laughs> as a face, if you're gonna try and get her over in that regard, I feel like having her come back and and doing the face thing and going, okay. I'm gonna fight so I get my yeah. My title I'm gonna start shot. from the back of the line. You know, I lost. I got put back on my ass. You know, I'm, sure. I, I don't know. Wh- I don't know how we're supposed to look at her as a face if she's gonna come in and go. Oh well, I don't. St- I don't stand in line. I started the line. Like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. It makes me, wa- me want to like you less. So I don't know if we're. They're trying to give her for another heel run, which wouldn't be a bad idea. But I don't it, think she can be a face. She's too. She comes off too bitchy and, yeah. you know, demanding respect kind of a thing. And it's just it's kind of gross sometimes. And it might just be how they're portraying her. Right. I don't necessarily think Charlotte's going in there and she's like, well, I want my title shot. I just wasn't impressed with the, the, the way that she came back. It was just weird, too, because Adam Pierce told Bianca, you know, don't. Right. Don't involve yourself in this match, and I will make sure that you get a match. Right. Charlotte comes out there, says that she wants a shot. Oscar accepts, and now it's like, where does Bianca fall into this? Having it be a three way, I guess, would be a thing. Right. But if they don't do that, which is just too obvious of a of a path here, um, I really don't understand why they're they're having it be this way. Unless Bianca breaks up the match, or I don't yeah, know. I something. hope it's not quite as predictable as it seems it will be last but not least for wwe we have finn balor challenging seth rollins for his world heavyweight championship he could barely get a word in but i my god this (laughs) the only reason i wanted to bring this up it wasn't anything like groundbreaking nobody did any said anything that wasn't you know we didn't already expect you know they brought up the idea that you know finn was out for you know a whole year because of seth um but when we they first came out the fans just kept singing Seth's song, and I know that that's, like, over. I really felt like he should have quieted them down to get the momentum a little bit more even because I felt like no matter... As soon as, finally, they stopped chanting, then 
the entire promo felt t- just awful. It felt like Finn Balor had to follow up the the like the best act in town at a, a Battle in the Bands, and he looked. It honestly, I looked shaken. like shaking. He looked like <laughs> nervous. He looked like Probably unsure annoyed. of what he said. Yeah, and it felt like such a cookie cutter promo. And I know they're banking on the history that Seth Rollins hit him with a buckle bomb and not and knocked him out of action for right. a year. Uh, but he basically said, you know, you knocked out my momentum. You knocked out my career and you knocked out my confidence or something else and then just turned around and said that this time it's going to be me and I'm going to ta- oh I'm going to take your belt I'm going to take your momentum I'm going to put you out for a year and that was what Finn Balor had for the conversation and then the rest of the five and a half minutes of promo was nothing but Seth Rollins just absolutely bagging on him uh-huh even when he left yeah he called him a bitch he called him a little mic. bit dropped the mic and music hit the crowd went nuts and it's just like damn like i honestly think for me i i, I as weird as it is I, I had to look at you and be like they they confirmed that it was just so awkward and like you know i don't know if other people have this you ever watch something and you're like super embarrassed for somebody so you're like oh, yeah. you can almost can't watch i think i had that moment where i felt really bad for finn and I just like stopped paying attention. He just did not look good in this at all. It just it wasn't his fault looked, either. No, it, you it, know it wasn't his fault. But it, you know, Seth, I felt like let the like I said, let that the crowd go for way too long. Which he normally lets them go, and he kind of encourages it. But even for him, he was you know, what do you do? I mean, they were in Iowa, so that doesn't help. Was that last were they? week? No, nope, I'm sorry, that was last week. Okay, so never mind. My my point is mute. They were just. About picking on Finn in this particular one. So for me, the match didn't come over as, wow, exciting. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I you know. The only We're running thing, it back again for the third time. The only thing I can think, punk, or punk, Jesus Christ. The only <laughs> we'll get thing there, we'll I get there. I think uh, Seth is trying <laughs> to get at is he's trying to awaken that that viciousness in in uh, in Balor that hasn't really been there. And he, that's he's what been he, kind of mopey. Yeah. He's been kind of at odds with uh, Damian Priest. You know, with, with drop the 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 demon gimmick and yeah, he's he's but you know he's also talking to JD was McDonough McDonough McDonough. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just I'm not enjoying Finn's character as a heel right now. I I really did up until this point. I thought he was kind of that. I mean, it feels like the Judgment Day is a combination of that jock team at high school that's cooler than everybody else. The four cool kids. But instead of the, it's the jocks, it's the it's the goth kids. Right. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the dynamic that they've had with Judgment Day. Like it's they gr- made me want to hate all four of them. And yeah. now I love hating them every time they're on TV. Uh-huh. I love the antics. Dom Dom's a great addition to it because he's that nerdy kid. He's the he's the dorky kid that nobody like hot girl. You know, he's got the hot girl and the guy. But, you know, it's inevitable that the cool kids are going to be like, yo, that kid's not that cool. Like, why are we hanging out with him? And then that's going to how he's going to be, how he's out. Oster is from, well, yeah, the, from the Judgment Day. You I, know what I there mean? was a point where Damien was like, no, nah, we don't want you to have to be in the match because you know, obviously, we know you can't right. hang. That was before but, the whole prison thing. And you also, got, well, yeah, and even Damien Priest, he's starting to show his goody two shoe side. Like, hey, don't come to my aid. And, you know, let me win this on my own. Yeah, and that's exactly how the jock squad in in school ends up being. Is like, oh, you're being a you're being a pussy, bro. You're not cool anymore. Yeah, right. You know, and I just feel like Finn just came off really fucking lame. Yeah, I hope they have something fun and exciting planned for the match, and it's not just going to be. The same thing we saw a few months ago. I mean, they got the potential between the two of them. The talent They do. There. But what's funny is what we were talking about before. You think that's going to be the main event? No. 
So it's it's weird, you know. You can't have no, your, your champions be the main event if they're not the main story. One hundred percent bloodline is top of the pile when it comes to WWE right now. Yep, no doubt. Which is they're, funny because it's a Money in the Bank, you know, right, uh, right. pay per view premium live event. But those are there's no way either of those are going to be the main event for the night. So that is going to basically wrap up WWE for this week. Uh, as far as AEW, we definitely want to to take the end of the podcast to talk about, again, the brand new show, AEW Collision. But there are a few matches that absolutely need a few moments to, be, of course. to, to talk about and discuss. Now, that's not saying that Collision was better than anything else this week. Uh, both Dynamite and Rampage delivered, bar none. Oh, right across Dynamite the board, AEW Dynamite was one of the best Dynamites they've had this year if not it. one of the best they've had uh, all together it really felt like a pay-per-view uh rampage was as good as rampage always is there was nothing wrong with rampage um collision, great match with bandito and Takesha. Uh, we're only going to treat collision as a different monster because it's the debut episode and with everything that has to do with who is on collision i feel like he's got his own talking points uh but again, I feel like I've digressed a thousand times. It's my new word that I say a thousand <laughs> times that we'll talk about after this that I say too much. Well, let's uh, take a moment and talk about our, our AEW champion, MJF. Yes. AEW world champion. Tanahashi doesn't know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got that queued up here, so we're going to listen to it and watch right along. <sighs> he's walked out. He's got the Never Open hey, Championship over on his, his shoulder. Hey, Moot. MTG. MTG. <laughs> Huge dance roll. M. GT. GT. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, that's not it. M. T. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. <laughs> Dad, yeah, he yeah. starts going off. But yeah, he's already talking shit to MJF. He did the same thing with Claudio before Dominion, too. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, God. Just messing so with these guys. <laughs> Tanahashi is such a. I, I love Tanahashi. I've grown. I, like, I, I say it every. I feel like I say it every time we record, but I am growing and loving Japanese wrestling more and more. And like the goofiness Go of it Ace. is great. Oh, like, yeah. If you've watched anything DDT Pro, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> So anyways, getting back to MJF and the match that he had this week, he actually uh, had a match on Dynamite against Adam Cole. It was uh, basically an eliminator match. If Adam Cole was able to beat MJF, he would have a shot at his championship. Right. Something Tony These never Khan pan uses, out. Tony Khan uses this as a lot to kind of give you a, a chance so that the wrestler has the capability of beating the champion without actually losing the title. Right. Elongates the story. I kind of like it. I hated it at first. I didn't didn't make any sense to me, but now... It, it makes more sense, and I, I actually kind of like it because it gives you a taste of what could happen. And exactly, you know, you had uh, Thunder Rosa ended up winning or losing against um, that one girl out in Japan, and she ended up coming back to yes. the United States. Yes. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh shit, she actually won. Like, what are they going to do with this? I think that's why they do it. So when you get the rare, you know, they actually won, they're going to have that match. You, like you said, you get a good taste of it. It kind of elongates yeah, the story here. This kicked all of that out of the park with, with oh. this match it was they started dynamite off with it which i really thought was interesting we should have known something was up right <laughs> um it went for a full 30 minutes if you have not seen this match this is something that you need to go watch this was probably we say this a lot but i know no this one it was by far one of aew's best matches of all time, like no doubt, no, we call it pay-per-view, uh, Battle of the Belts, uh, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, CM Punk coming back. Like there are moments in AEW, this match 
was one of those moments that will top the charts for a long time. It they was great. Did they performed this match so well? People mm-hmm. always compare wrestling and ballet, football and ballet, where there's certain things you have to do and the other person has to do them and you have to trust that other person to do that so the performance looks right, phenomenal. You right. do the puriat when they you do know? the puriat and they do it the exact same direction or the opposite direction. And if you do it right, oh my God, does it tell a story. And this, <laughs> they sure did. this was amazing. All the way up until the final seconds when... You had Adam Cole, who everybody, of course, thought was going to get this mm-hmm. match. Oh, there's so much before you can even jump to that. Real oh, okay. quick. Yeah. Real quick. Real quick. There's one thing I want to so talk good. about before we get to that part. I'm getting so um, My nipples are blasting through my shirt. They're so hard. MJF gets Adam Cole is up on the table. The the uh, bell. The announcer tables. The yeah. announcer table. Or, yeah. or, I'm sorry. sorry the, no, yeah, um, the bell ring table. The bell ring. I don't think that's the what it is. The bell ring table. We're going with it because <laughs> words. Um. And uh, Adam Cole's up on the on the table, and MJF does this gnarly the elbow. timekeeper's table. Thank you. Uh, gnarly elbow through the table. Unnecessary, but great for a heel to do. Yeah, because really it, trying it, to get any way to do it. It came down to that spot where it was like, are we going to go to ten, and this is going to be the end of it? Right. I don't know if Adam Cole really Talking did get hurt, um, but he sold like his left thought, arm. Got I thought he crunched. hurt his wrist. I thought yeah. when when MJF came down, he came a little hard on his on his arm and ended yeah. up hurting his wrist because he, he ended up sold holding it, and rolled really, it really really well. So we had that p- portion where you thought it was going to you know go to a, a 10 count it was going to be the end of the match and this is and at this point they've already hit all those check marks of oh they did this finisher they did this they did this. the only thing that hasn't happened at this point is mjf hasn't brought his ring out which is like cliche mjf right um but he hits that well and, he tries to and he rolls in does the heel trying to get the count out and it's eight and it's nine and you're sitting there going oh my god and you know as his hands are going up adam cole rolls into the ring and just nine point nine 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 and he tries to use that dynamite diamond ring and bryce remsburg actually stopped another him. yeah another beautifully choreographed and yes there was a very there was a Huge lot of choreographed bullshit in this so if you don't like the choreograph it had to be there was so much writing on the timing of this match the mm-hmm. timing had to be impeccable or the match didn't make sense now after everything that that adam cole has had with chris jericho over the last few months that match ended on such a sour fart i think it was very hard for everybody to kind of get excited about adam cole or chris jericho after that because it was just it was bad unfortunately especially bad. in this capacity because you go from sure uh, something that didn't quite Go as well as I think everybody was expecting it to. Yeah, and the Roderick Strong-Chris Jericho match was great. But pulling it into a match of this capacity where you go, oh man, you you were fighting Jericho last week and now you're going for the title. Right. You know, you it got doesn't, a lot to sell here, you know? It, it doesn't... And we're not done with this This. No, this no. Yet. Now, we had a great match. The two of them can absolutely wrestle. And you can say whatever about MJF. He's a phenomenal wrestler, like He's you said. An amazing they pulled out all the stops. Performer. They hit all the moves. They did everything that they needed to do. Adam Cole finally, uh, I think he's getting ready. He's uh, going for the boom, if I'm not mistaken, and gets the pin down on MJF. Bryce hits the one. Bryce hits the two. And then the time runs out. And the time runs out. Now, at first, ding, ding, ding. I was confused. I'm thinking there's some type of interference or something. The bell rings with Bryce's hand up in the air, and the the whole crowd goes, what? Now, we were when we were watching it, we heard... At the 20 minute mark, we heard 20 minutes. Yeah, Justin and I remember, looked at, I remember I think 10 looking at left. you and I said, Did they say 20 minutes? And not one time, even with that, did either one of us think that because it was a 30 minute time limit and they say it at the beginning of the match, nobody, like not one person in that house thought 
of the time limit. And I think that's why they had that at the beginning of the match because, or at the beginning of the, the Dynamite episode. Mm-hmm. When you put something of that caliber at the main event, at least for me, I can't help but pick up the phone and be like, there's two minutes left. This is wrapping up. And I think that's mm-hmm. what added to that was the idea but of it opening. So you at, didn't even think about like a I time even limit. I looked at the timer or I even looked at my, my phone to see how long they have been going for just because it's always impressive to see how long these guys can go. And I looked at the phone and I was like, damn, they're going to be gone for 26 minutes. And even didn't then, even it didn't register. Yeah, not one time. And when that 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 bell hit in between the second and third count, the whole crowd, like it was for about ten seconds, the whole crowd had no idea what was going on. And then you heard little like people here and there going, "Oh my god, oh my god, holy shit, oh my boo!" This, what do you mean he lost? That was what, it. That was what, it. And it it <laughs> built up, and it was such a natural progression of people having. Thinking they know what's going to happen, thinking that Adam Cole is going to win this, thinking that this is going to be the 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 a big event at whatever pay per view that they're going to be doing, whether it's All In, All Out, Forbidden Door. Yeah, and, so much coming up, and you think you know exactly what's happening, and they just fucking pull the rug out from underneath. That's you. my favorite thing about oh wrestling. Oh my god, that's when you what feel I like miss. you know what's going to happen for I, sure, you're like, okay, this is definitely going to go out this way, and it surprises you. I love it, even when it's not the person I thought to do was going to win. Kayfabe world, I love it. I love it. I love when the guns won the tag team champions. So good. I, I love stuff like that where you're just not expecting it. This I wasn't hit, expecting this. This hit every check mark in a it good did. match. I'm, it did. And afterwards, Adam Cole was like, five more minutes. Five more minutes. Like, let's go. We've been gone this far. Five more minutes. Slithers out like a slimy little snake that he is. (laughs) Knowing that he's not done. And I got to give it to you. You got five more minutes? Well, I got to give this five coffee cups. Like, I'm not one for rating fucking matches. And I know we've we've toyed about rating matches. There's no way I can rate matches. This was just an absolute amazing match. And Mm -hmm. you need to watch it with you. Like AEW, Adam Cole, MJF. If you're a fan of wrestling, this, this is, is wrestling a great match. because again, it's fun because the referee is getting involved and an in opening a sense. Dynamite. He <laughs> he has a an acting position in this match just as much as everybody else. So, props as always. Bryce is right. Great to see that we're having some homegrown talent being built up with some other talent that's not quite homegrown, but brought in and kind of become one of own and one of AEW's own and Adam Cole. Uh, but another homegrown talent that is starting to get a little bit more spotlight that you and I have been definitely. So happy to see uh, Sky Blue ended up having a championship match against Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Thanks to her win from the previous week in that four-way women's match. four-way match match between Burt Baker, Nyla Rose, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Martinez and herself, uh, which nobody, I'm sure nobody thought she was going to get the win. Uh, They were in Chicago in collision. Uh, Unfortunately, she didn't get the win, uh, didn't get the title, obviously, uh, but then also had a tag match with herself, Willow, against Tony and Ruby. Of the outcast, outcasts. Yes, the outcasts. Um, On collision, they were great. Both matches were great. Uh, Sky Blue really got a chance to shine in both the championship match and this tag team match. Yep. I think especially in the tag team match. In yeah, Chicago. they they gave. I think that they're doing a great job pushing her, and I really hope that we're going to see more. I just wanted to. There's not. There's not a lot to unpack from here. Um, the matches were great. Uh, not a huge, like, oh my God, mind-blowing, like, revolutionary matches, but great matches. I think Sky Blue has developed into an absolutely l- wonderful performer, and I just wanted to bring it up and say it was just a good She's match. Great. We're always bringing positive stuff, and Willow and all four of these have been, like, really 
a young talent that's been great on TV. Yeah, and women's the women's division in WWE and AEW can be a little bit rocky sometimes. And it feels like sometimes they just don't know what to do or who, right. to, who to push. Forever, it just seemed like AEW, all they would want to push was Britt Baker. And I get it. Yeah. She's phenomenal. I love that there's like these, like you said, these homegrown stars. Like we talked about how great, we were talking about how great Tony Khan is for putting together, you know, a phenomenal tag team like the Acclaimed and pushing them to the moon. And everybody loves I, the Acclaimed. Everybody loves the Acclaimed. Great, great promo by Bowens on Collision, yes. by the way. But Acclaimed um, every week and Acclaimed every weekend. Yes, every weekend. I just love what they're doing with Sky. Sky looks great in Chicago. She looked absolutely phenomenal. Yep, got a great uh, that code blue is, is iffy sometimes, but she's still you know she's still green, so she's still learning. But uh, she did a great one on Ruby Soho and Collision there. So yeah, really, really getting a chance to highlight some younger talent that has been really grinding. Kira Hogan is making a lot of waves in ROH with Athena. I believe uh, they have a title match being developed if it hasn't already been set up. We don't think... Yeah, they have set up a match because they're doing a Chicago street fight. That's right. It's a Chicago street fight. I did forget about that. So just AEW pushing that younger talent and finally breaking through that moniker of, oh, it's nothing but WWE talent. Somebody made a gift the other day of how many different WWE talent (laughs) is on each show. And what do you want? WWE is one of the... It is the biggest wrestling promotion. And when... They get pushed out of the system through there. Of course, yes, what do you it's, it's scraps and whatever you want to call it, but that's what happens. Um, and all the veterans, you're not a veteran of other promotions coming over to, to AEW. You know, it's, it's pretty much WWE or nothing. So right. that whole argument, so it's so it's dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> um, but again, these two matches were great. Sky Blue, one of my favorite women on the women, on the AEW women's roster, and I'm really hoping to see her get a lot more pushes. same same i absolutely agree as we said before mjf and adam cole opened up the night when it came to aw dynamite this week and the closing match of the night was the they didn't call them this but they were actually the hung bucks <laughs> they, uh the young bucks and adam uh cole they i don't made know, a I don't know who does the, Page, i don't I'm know sorry. who does the graphics for aw between the twitter profile or the twitter comments and the little tags they always end up having with everybody it's it's just so and the home good. star runner memes the home star runner memes <laughs> i don't know aw social media could you just reach out to me i don't want any tips and don't need to push or retweets or anything i just want to know who's using the home star runner memes like it's great you, it's great. near and dear to my heart you got to be my age because if you don't know what home star home star runner is i, I don't i don't know if i can fuck with you because that just means you probably can't even <laughs> oh how do I type on this keyboard with these big gloves? So we had the Hung Bucks <laughs> taking on BCC. Uh, so the Hung, Hung Bucks, Young Bucks, and uh, Hangman. Hangman Adam Page. And then we had, of course, Claudio, Mox, and Wheeler Yuta. I was surprised there wasn't more fanfare for this match. I know. I think after MJF and Adam Cole, it was like, okay, how can we do how can anything we fuck better up Dynamite than now? Yeah, yeah. You know, how, how like how, we could have an absolute <laughs> shit show, and Dynamite's still a Doesn't good, matter. good show. Um, but yeah, we had it was a great match. Like they're you know building more of that dynamic between the elite and BCC, which is great. And I'm curious as to whether we're going to see something in Forbidden Door or if this is going to bleed into All In because they haven't ma- they have not announced anything for All In yet. If no, I, if I if I'm being no, and that's only like a week or two after Forbidden Door, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's in August. It's is in the middle August? of August. This Forbidden is Door is next weekend. <laughs> um, so about a month. Either way, I mean, we're only about a, a month a half away from right. it. Right. I think they have to worry about trying to get through one pay per view before you start announcing another pay per view because right. you can't be excited about a match when you don't know who your champion is. So we've got Forbidden kind of Door. Thing. Why they do it all the time? So we've uh, got Forbidden Door, and then a month and a half later, we've got All In. 
And then supposedly, it has not been confirmed, although Anthony Bowens has mentioned that they're going to have it, uh, and Tony Khan has said something about he wants to have it, we might have an all-out the week of because it's traditionally on Labor Day weekend, yeah, which is that's the supposed to be their big pay per view. But how do you follow all in? And I don't think you're getting North. any bigger than all in right now. It's mm-hmm. what 65,000, 68,000, yeah. something like that. Like, even right. if that's the number we're capped off right now, that's that's a huge. shitload of that's people. That's huge for a country we've that AEW has never been in before, right? You know, so I, I, I how can, I feel like anything after this is going to dwarf, it's going to make it look so insignificant when you're rolling in with like. 8,000 people in a stadium compared oh, I to 65,000. And I think that's why they're trying to get through Forbidden Door because All In is such a big thing and everybody's just, you know, sitting there patiently trying to wait. Maybe something um, that happens in Forbidden Door is going to carry on to All In. I Possibly. do know that NJPW, there was some talk about Tony Khan saying that they would be willing to give up some people. Uh, I believe is what the rumor was that they would be able to give up some people to All In as well. So, also, uh, go anywhere, really. On kind of the rumor mill, it was what Bandito. And Roosh both have finished their contracts with uh, AAA. AAA. Uh, and if you know anything about the drama that's with all these promotions, NJPW and CMLL are in cahoots. CMLL is a Mexican-based promotion who is the rivals of AAA, which is another Mexican-based promotion, which a lot of AEW stars are involved with. So it's kind of one of those things, well, you're friends with my enemy, but I'm only I'm only friends with you, and it's just kind of dumb. Yeah, so basically um, anybody who is associated with C- or, C- uh, CML- AAA, AAA that's cannot right. participate in NJPW's Because NJPW and CMML are right. best friends. So. I don't know if there's time to really set up anything for that. Roosh obviously has some ties to NJPW as well. Right, right. So they could well, tie got- that in. Too. They've got uh, LIJ and NJPW, right. which is an offshoot of uh, the Ooh. faction that Roosh and Andrade were in before right. Andrade left. LFI, man, so many, so many little tidbits and in, in you know different avenues here. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk about you know what this is building up to, whether it's Forbidden Door, All In, All Out, Revolution, fucking Double or Nothing, Single or Nothing, <laughs> Triple or Nothing. Um, we've got a lot of a lot of people came back tonight. Match was solid, great match. Ended up getting uh, the Hung Bucks ended up getting the win, which was yeah. I I thought was which surprising. I do want to talk about. We okay. can come back to that if you if That's you're on what we're on doing right now. No, no, no. I want to talk about the, what happened <laughs> at the end, and then talk about uh, who came back. If you don't, mind. Uh, so we're doing the Star Wars thing. We're going to talk about the end, and then talk about before it happened. In the end. No, we're going to talk about what happened at the end. Then we're going to talk about what happened a- after the end. I'm just saying, Jar Jar Binks should be a Jedi. Oh, good lord. Um, I would like to talk about the fact. That that Wheeler Yuta is the one that takes the losses here. Yes. And I think that everybody's focused very much on the elite and the BCC having this rivalry. That's yes. great. Of course, that's going to progress. That's going to go on for a long time. It's going to be a bloodline kind of thing for years. This is going to happen, I think. Yes. But there's some little trickling of what happened, well, what is going to happen with you Wheeler Yuta, I think. You definitely need to saw, see a doctor if there's trickling. So what do you got? I have no trickles. They're <laughs> trickling. <laughs> Wheeler is the only one that takes the loss. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's because he's the most junior member and ends up just having to be like, okay, you're the cannon fodder for the group. Or if that is what I believe you're alluding to, which is they're leading into something of why the hell you keep getting us the losses. Right. Or, you know... D- going against the rest of the BCC because yeah, you're putting so much pressure on me. That's right. why I'm losing or having it be the other way. And that I mean, was kind of upset with his attitudes with, changed in that, in that regard where he is not nothing but like a ball of giant, you know, tension. Right. So 
building up more to that, which I really like. I don't know if that's going to have something to do with the pay-per-views coming up, um, but I'm always watching to see what Wheeler Yuta is going to do to progress with the BCC as well. Um, But like you were saying before, we had some interesting things happen at the end of this Hung Bucks BCC match. We had uh, Eddie Kingston return, who said that he was quitting... Uh, quit. AEW. He quit still AEW. works for ROH. That's fine. That's a different yeah, We saw him that week. Yes, we did. We saw him at ROH and uh, Universal Studios. Uh, at any rate, he quit. So now he's back. Um, he goes, you know, uh, nose to nose with Claudio, of course, because the two of them have had, what, 10 years of a rivalry? Yep. Between yep. the two of them. So they're kind of going nose to nose. Um, eventually, we see Takeshita come out. Well, you also you just skipped over the part where oh, I'm so sorry. Eddie Kingston comes out. He starts beefing with uh, with Claudio, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, Wheeler comes in. He beats the shit out of Wheeler. Mox comes in and stands behind him and balls up his fist, and they kind of have the nose to nose. The young bucks come in, start beating up Mox because whatever. Eddie pulls young bucks off of off of Mox. Mox starts going after the Young Bucks, to, then turns and pushes Eddie. Now they're nose to nose. So right. now you've got another dynamic. Of, sure, but he didn't initially stop Eddie from doing anything. Right, right. He kind of let it go, which is, again. So now you got, like you said, you got Eddie involved. You just, and then you just said, uh, in order to combat Eddie, Kanosuke Takeshita comes down. Don Callis' right. new boy. And of course, we all knew who's coming next Kenny fucking Omega. Of course. Kenny Omega comes down and. At this point, hell's breaking loose right. in the ring. His it's, nipples are rock hard. Everybody's He's ready to go. <laughs> um, he he pulls out the bang, you know. And that's that's it for the show, right? Like that's that's it. Of course, what yeah. else could possibly happen? I, except- I, yeah, who else could ever come out from be underneath the ring? I don't even know where the fuck. I don't he know came where he from. came from. But the man who will be facing Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door next weekend, Will Ospreay. For the IWGP United States Championship, and yes. this will be I think what? It's the United States Heavyweight Championship. Here we go again. Yeah, I here don't we know. go with the titles. Uh, <laughs> it's a big shiny belt and has red, white, and the blue in the front. Red, white, and the blue. Yeah. Uh, and this will be a rematch, kind of, of their match at Wrestle Kingdom 17, which, which Kenny Omega just wiped the floor with him. Yeah, but who who else could have match of the year? Over what was already match of the year, which was Kenny Omega beating the absolute shit out of Will Ospreay, then Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. MJF and Adam Cole. Well, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic match. The end, uh, now, of the, the end of the year matches are going to be fucking batshit this year. Oh, but we haven't even talked about the matches that got confirmed at Dynamite. Oh, I know. As far as Forbidden Door as well. So Sonata issued an open challenge for his IWGP World Championship. And of all people, I, I a hundred times over, I cannot explain to you how, many, how <laughs> I would have never guessed that Jungle Boy was the one that accepted the challenge. He was especially he's the been, way he ch- he accepted it. Yeah, he's been hanging out with Hook for a while. Hook obviously has the FTW Championship, and he said, you know, I kind of want a belt of my own. And even when he said that, I didn't think that this was right. Gonna happen. I thought there was some about tag titles, but I mean, he's really got to be feeling lonely now because he ends up breaking it off with Luchasaurus, which is the only time he's held golden golden AEW. Now Luchasaurus got that TBS Championship. The TBS, the TND champion. Yeah, he fought... Uh, Chris yeah. Statlander. Chris Statlander. No, he ended up winning the, T- the TNT championship from Wardlow. So now Jungle Boy's really got to be motivated to get some gold. Absolutely. He even wrote congratulations dot 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 on Twitter. Oh, after, to, to Luch? Uh, yeah, after Luch, Luch ended up winning it. So that's going to be fantastic. We also had, um, as we were saying before, Hiroshi Tanahashi 
said that he was he wanted to face MJF. I think right. it was Lexi Nair that went in the back and was like, hey, you know, Tanahashi wants to face you for your AEW World Championship. And MJF said, no, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've, he has much of a choice. They've made the graphic, though. I've no-showed before. Right. And re- yeah. Um, there's some speculation on Twitter, again, if you don't follow us at CAW Wrestling Pod, that MJF will not show up and that CM Punk will be like, hey, I have this belt. I'll fight you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's going to go that way, um, but let's just roll right into uh, AEW Collision, the brand new TNT show that just yeah. debuted this Saturday, and talk a little bit about uh, Punker as he <laughs> continues to yeah, call Yeah, little, little Punker. Uh, he cuts a... <laughs> Of course, you got. He comes out uh, opening the show. Uh, I don't think you could have done anything else. The crowd would have fucking rioted if see. Of Punk course, we're in Chicago out. for this, by the um, way. And it, it's reminiscent of when he debuted uh, over a year ago. Uh, it, you know, the entire crowd chanting CM Punk. They play the music. He comes out, cuts a promo. I, I gotta give it to him. It was a good Punk promo. He he he's really good at finding a phrase to say and he sprinkles it throughout his his uh his promos this time was stop me when i'm telling lies uh and he went on and where's just, the lie and just that was the first thing i thought of <laughs> sorry and i just, do <laughs> just progressively like talked about of things he kind of i like how he threw a little bit of shade at the at the bucks i'm yeah i kind of called uh, them the counterfeit bucks i feel like that you have to do something like that in this world because if you don't and act like it's not a thing, then it's you know it's more detrimental. So I think this was something that they probably all sat down and said, okay, you know you you know was, Kenny Omega was making fun of the bites and the stuff like that, and and the the, the you know couldn't do the the slingshot lariat, oh, the buckshot lariat, buckshot yeah. lariat oh, you know, oh, oh, you know, you know. So one of those things to where I think it's one of the, you know it's it's nothing a re- wrong with poking at it. They all they brought it up, you know. They've they've skirted around it and been as professional as they can, and I think they did a great job. I think Punk did a great job cutting this promo, whether you like love him or hate him. He's got the Larry T-shirt, you know, the Roddy he, Piper throwback. He's playing into it. He even said this is a business, you know. And again, lover loving love or hate Punk. He's here to stay. I don't think he's going anywhere, uh, and I, I think he did a great job coming out and and cutting a promo that was not too far one way and not too far the other no, way. No, but needed something to be addressed. We yes. needed him to come out there with a mic. It wasn't unprofessional. Um, it wasn't overly hyped up CM Punk. It was a very neutral uh, just you know here kind of talk about things and and but it, it wasn't all out on- it wasn't overly humble either. No, it, no was, it was very neutral. It sounded it was a CM Punk response mm-hmm. to where he responded is to what you know everybody believes. You know, some people did good, some te- people did bad. It is what it is. We move on. Yeah, basically. Um, I thought it was interesting that he came out with a red bag, saying that that was the championship belt that he had that he won from MJF. He never lost like, it, which I feel is like if that true. Plays into I feel like that plays into this too. You know, he, it's not like him to stay completely quiet on, oh, well, I had my belt, you know, taken from me. I didn't right. lose it. It's nobody pinned me, stripped. nobody submitted me. I was, you know, I'm still undefeated with the belt. You know, it's right up Punk's alley and it's just enough to where fans are like, ooh, that rubs me the wrong way because MJF's the champion or, you know, 
Yeah. But at the same time, it's understandable because he's right. He he yeah. used his tell me when I'm when I'm or stop me when I'm telling lies, and he never once told a lie. Maybe some of them might have been embellished a little bit, like selling out Budokan, which it was sold out, but it wasn't a large a large. It doesn't matter though. Like it, they weren't false things that he was saying. Right. So I, I don't know. He did. He did. He did great. But I, that set the precedence for collision. And I, I, I don't. I don't want to. I already did exactly what I didn't want to do, and that was breaking down stuff uh, for collision. But I really wanted to just kind of go over the collision as a whole. I really felt like they did a great job debuting this episode. They did. With, it felt different. It didn't feel like dynamite, which is what they did not want. They wanted I, it to feel like something agree. different. It did not feel like a dynamite. No, but it was like fast paced as hell. Yes. It was like the match started, the match ended right into the next one. It felt the, like the they had main event to was prove so and something quick. To do. Yeah, they did have a lot to prove. A lot of people weren't necessarily looking forward to it. And I think even we were like another show, another two hours on Saturday. What the hell? We but yeah, we weren't too happy about it, to be honest with it you. It was Saturday absolutely nights. incredible. And I think the only match to come even close to that MJF and Adam Cole match this week was uh, Buddy Matthews and Andrade. Yep, we see the that was absolutely incredible. Return of Andrade El Idolo. I think they might be calling him a different name. I don't know. Maybe they just said it a little bit yeah, weird. Yeah, Kevin Kelly said it incorrectly, which I do have to say before we get too much further, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness were the commentators for this. We also had uh, poor JR. He's yeah, really apparently had a rough... fell and blackened his eye, and he didn't sound the greatest. No, but uh, he but was there for the main event as well. The commentary was so good. It was refreshing it was so because it wasn't... And I love Excalibur. I love Taz, and I love Tony Schiavone, but I feel like having two completely different voices in another show works perfectly and they they vibed very well with each other yes. i felt like nigel vibed better with kevin kelly than he did on roh with yep. ian and caprice i love ian caprice and nigel i think they did a great job but i really liked you don't get better than well... ian and caprice though but we got kevin kelly i mean this is talk well, about reminiscent I mean. but you you don't get better than those two this anything child anything more <laughs> it gets to be too much and i think that's I what love happens ian and you, when you have three announcers it it it's enough but it can get get too muddy. It so can now be. they have two individuals per show. You got two for ROH, you have two for Rampage and uh, Dynamite, and then you have two for uh, Collision. Well, I mean, you probably have three because it seems like Taz, even Chris Jericho are, are on the microphone. I want more a lot Taz too. commentary. I love Taz and Excalibur. You want to talk about the best of the best? They are just absolutely hysterical. I love the the information that they have because of course they both wrestled for a very long time too but Nigel and Kevin Kelly did an absolutely amazing job it was so nice to hear Kevin Kelly again obviously he's been working for NJPW so he knows a yep. lot of these guys it was easy for him to talk about Jay White um, right. but having them having the new set the new design the new show it felt so fresh and so different than anything they've done before now one thing I do like is they're setting up little storylines, and I feel like we saw something tonight with the CMFTR match between them and Joe, uh, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. Um, towards the end of the match, you had Joe putting CM Punk in a lock that looked like there was no way he can get out, and then you had Juice and Jay on the outside making sure FTR wasn't able to get in. Uh, Cash was actually able to break free and ran into the ring, ran past Punk and Joe, and ended up getting hitting Jay White to free up Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood then jumped and hit uh, and broke up the submission move. Nothing was said about it. I definitely was like, what the hell was that? Why was, wouldn't you break up Samoa Joe and Punk? Right. And I, I don't know. Don't you want to win the match? 
I think this might be something because, you know, you've got like this, this indis, you know, inbreakable friendship between CM Punk and FTR. But I really do feel like that it's been more of Dax and, and CM Punk as much as not as much right. as uh, Cash, Cash. as CM Punk. Cash Agreed. is with Dax and, you know, by proxy. Um, so maybe we're going to this. That would be like, you know, a couple months down the road, they'll come back to that and be like, well, you know, you Punk, you know, kind of has has issues with Cash and it's, you know. But it, it, there's so much to unwrap. This whole show, the whole thing it was so good. I, it made me want ah. to watch more. It made me excited for the next yeah. episode. Andrade used his wife's finisher. That's right, the figure four, <laughs> and then even arched out. So, he, so it was good. so good. The figure eight. That's what they call it. Yeah. You, asked me, you asked me what it was. It's yeah, a figure eight. Figure I pride eight. myself on knowing these moves. Charlotte actually Lots of made WWE a huge games. shout out and even tagged AEW Collision in it and said yep. how great it was. And then Andrade clapped back and said, "I didn't realize how hard that move was." <laughs> I, it was. I loved it. it. But bell to bell, beginning to end, it was a solid show, and I'm really. It excited. was really entertaining, like you said. Luchasaurus is the new TNT champion. Yep. Whether you liked it or not, it happened. Actually, should we even say Luchasaurus is the champion, or should we just be honest and tell oh, ourselves Christian's Christian the champion? Been doing that ultra heel thing, saying I'm the champion. God, I love. Uh, we also I saw love Christian. We also saw Miro come back. Yep. And he took on uh, Tony Nese. I love Tony. Pulls Nese. the same shtick he did in, in ROH and got the same result. Yeah. Trying to get people to do, you know, they're jump, jumping jacks and things like that. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm excited for more collision. I'm excited for more wrestling. I'm excited for Money in the Bank. I'm excited for Money or uh, uh, Forbidden Door. I'm just I'm excited to be back on this podcast. I'm excited to be home. Wrestling's fun. Wrestling's fun. We got goofy wrestling. We didn't even talk about it, but we got to see Papa Briscoe with uh, Jay Briscoe and Aubrey Edwards take on Karen yes. Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. Yes. That was absolutely hysterical. Hey, Aubrey did a figure four there too. Yes, she did. I mean it's classic submission like yeah. beginning wrestling. So we got we got goofy wrestling, hashtag Serious goofy wrestling, wrestling for life. Bloodline. We got uh, MJF and Adam Cole setting a new pro- you know standard for dynamite matches. Yeah, I- MJF saying that he's not going to face Tanahashi. He'll just no show. I'm loving it. There's just so I'm much to waiting. unwrap. I'm still waiting for Bullet Club Gold and Bullet Club to start butting heads before Forbidden Door. I'm surprised they haven't announced anything with them. I feel like there's a lot of people in AAW that are meant to have a match. They really need to do something with Willow with her being the strong champion. I know they don't do necessarily think have, have a drop it. No. No, I'm curious I really what, don't. Their, what their plans are with Willow now that uh, Mercedes injured herself, because I'm sure Mercedes was always going to hold the belt for a while. Well, and Mercedes was was supposed to fight at uh, Forbidden Door as right. well. Tony right. Khan said that he was in talks with her. So, but I feel like it'd be a, it'd be a missed opportunity if you have Willow fight somebody in the AEW roster just because the, she's the NJ, NJPW champion, right? You know, so maybe maybe we'll see something. That'd be nice. I, I'd like to see her. I just. I'm just like I said. I'm curious because it's an, a, such an unexpected thing with her winning the belt. Um, I, I'm curious as what their plans are. I hope you know. push her. Just oh, keep yeah, pushing her sure. everywhere. She's been on ROH, which is fantastic, and now here she is on Collision, and she looked phenomenal. Well, we'll, we'll see if they book anything for Forbidden Door, but I think that is going to do it for us for this podcast. Yeah, I thanks think, for joining uh, us. I'm trying not to make sure this goes too too long, um, but just kind of go over everything uh, with Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank. We do have those four matches. Kenny Nugget, Will Ospreay for the United States Heavyweight Championship. You were right about that. Oh. Uh, we have Sonata taking on Jungle Boy for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. MJF and Hiroshi Tanahashi, as long as MJF shows up, <laughs> taking on uh, taking each other on for the AEW World Championship. Uh, and we also have Brian Danielson will be taking on Okada. Just because. Just because. 
seeing who's going to be the best in, the, in, in, you know, all of the world. Um, but we also have Money in the Bank, which is not too far after that, uh, which is going to be Rich, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santo Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Great lineup. The men's. Uh, we also have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey Shotzi, Io Sky, Raquel Rodriguez, or Trish Stratus. I guess they're going to have a match this week? Yes, they're going to have a match on Raw. This is why you're here. Yep. See, uh, there you for go. For the Money in the Bank Women's Championship, we also have Cody Again, Rhodes. Again, just why not? We also have Cody Rhodes taking on Dominic Mysterio. because just, just because like, why not? <laughs> because Ultimo Babyface versus Ultimo Heel. Um, and then we have the Bloodline uh, tag match between Solo and Roman Reigns and the Usos, as well as Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor for the W... No, I'm getting this right for the World Heavyweight Championship. Correct. Man, that was a lot more Whoa. than I thought it was going to be. And I'm sure there's quite a few more matches for both of those pay-per-view slash premium live events that well, haven't we, even come to fruition yet. I realized something while we were halfway through this podcast. Unless you follow us on Twitter, Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod, because we tweet every Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, Rampage, Collision, sometimes NJPW, Impact, if I could figure out how to, how to put it R-O-H. on there. ROH. ROH. Um, but you won't be able to hear our predictions on this podcast. You won't be able to hear anything until our reactions for the next uh, next one. Oh, that is correct, because yeah. we will not be recording another podcast until Forbidden Door has already yes. happened. Yes. So, with that being said, make sure you follow us on Twitter at CEW Wrestling Pod to catch all of our predictions for Forbidden Door. Yes, but when you go on Twitter, what we want you to do is we want you to use your own predictions. We want to see who you think is going to win these matches. We love talking with you guys on Twitter. It's more than just us doing the live tweets. We really love interacting with all of you guys that do that every week with us. So we want you to put your predictions down for Money in the Bank, uh, Forbidden Forbidden Door, Door, All All In in. when it happens. But we need you to do us a huge favor. You have to use the hashtag CAW predictions. Right. That is going to help us so we can keep a, keep an eye on what you thought. And you could also click that to see our predictions as well. We tweet ours out every time or about an hour or so before pay-per-view starts is kind of our general rule of who we're going to be. And that's our final picks. Like that is once we tweet those out, that's it. That's it's it. done. You can't change it because it's Twitter and I'm not paying. We don't have Twitter, Twitter blue. blue. Um, it's final. So, yeah, use at CAW predictions. Hang out with us, talk with no, us. Hashtag what CAW did I say? Predictions. At, yeah, predictions. At hashtag CAW Predictions. Follow us at CAW Wrestling Pod. There you go. You give us a five star review on whatever platform you're on. Uh, it really helps us get our the word out for us. If there's a way to give us a review, please give us the nicest of reviews. I'll give you the biggest hug uh, if you ever see us. You can follow me at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at a bacon party. Thanks so much for being our friend. And thank you so much for joining us for your for another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm.